0: Hey guys, it's Corey again with the Bare Bones Podcast. Welcome back. Uh, today we're going to be interviewing my good friends, Eric and Summer. Say hello. hello. Hi. All right, guys. We're just going to dive right into it. So uh, we did a theme about love for the Valentine's Day um, podcast. And since we were doing that, like I thought it'd be interesting to hear a quick background about yourselves. Um, and then how you guys met and your love story, you know, the whole shebang.
1: Sure. So, well, I'm Summer, and I grew up in Washington State outside of Seattle, Um, and I was actually going to school in California, Southern California, to get my master's, or not my master's, my bachelor's of social work. I was born in the Bay Area, and um, that's kind of where we, Eric and I met, but Eric, go ahead and. Where are you from?
2: I am from a a small town out uh, west of Indianapolis, Bainbridge. And in my um, upbringing, it was somewhat of a Christian upbringing. Then when I um, became a teenager, I strayed away and got into the the party life. I was a a wild boy. And that ended me, uh, I ended up in jail and got saved in jail. Awesome. And um, after I got out, I I started getting involved with the church, which is where I met Corey. And that's uh, eventually I I was sent to California uh, for an internship at a church there uh, in downtown San Francisco, which is where Summer and I met. And
1: and I so I grew up in a fairly Christian household. Also, I was really involved in. Um, youth group in middle school and high school going on uh, several missions as a high school student. And then the college I went to was Azusa Pacific University, a Christian university, and continued doing missions there.
0: Name dropping. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, so for one of my spring breaks, um, I had a friend who had interned at San Francisco over one of the summers, and she invited me to go to the Tenderloin on a missions trip. And it was there on the Tenderloin that Eric and I met um through
2: serving together serving
1: together
0: and you met and you just fell in love and got married right there right right there pretty
1: <laughs> much right so uh we so he was on staff and i was well so i went on a mission trip and then i came back during the summer as an intern and then eric had just been hired on to staff and we were actually assigned to um the same like work site which was at the the thrift store for the community Um, so we worked together every day for about three months, became really good friends. Um, I fell in love with him at that point, but we weren't allowed to date. So we couldn't like do anything about it. So the day before I was supposed to leave to go back to school. We developed a good
2: friendship (laughs) before we started dating.
1: Which was really good. I'm really happy we were able to do that and we weren't allowed to date. Because otherwise, things probably would have been different. But um, the day before I was to go back to school outside of L.A., um, Eric asked me. He read me a poem
2: and um,
1: asked me if I would be his girlfriend. And I said yes to that. And then, so we did long distance from L.A. to San Francisco for five months until we got engaged in January. And then we got married in October. In October.
2: Wow,
0: that's awesome. So I know you guys had somewhat of a unique uh, situation, not only like serving in the ministry, but being long distance. Mm-hmm. But I was wondering if you guys had any relationship advice before getting engaged or married. I mean, maybe this is something you did well in, or maybe looking back you didn't do so well, and you're like, oh man, I really wish we would have done that.
1: So... We, Eric and I just looked at each other to see who was going <laughs> to talk. <laughs> um, one thing that, so because we were doing long distance, first of all, I think what was really great was we were, we became best friends first. Part mm-hmm. of was got that was we weren't allowed to date. So we were just forced to stay friends. But I think that did wonders in building our foundation of friendship before going into a romantic um, relationship. And then once we, um, it was really early on, once we actually started officially dating, that we started doing a pre-engagement um, curriculum together because hmm. we knew that when we started dating we were dating with the intentions of marriage um, so I would say within a couple months we started I mean it had to be because we got married or we got engaged five <coughs> months later so yeah. within a couple months um, we started doing a pre-engagement curriculum which had us talk about Many conversations that normally you don't talk about until after you're already engaged or maybe even after marriage. And that really set us up to be on the same page about expectations and...
2: Just make sure that we are on the same page also. Mm -hmm. There there are some deal breakers. There were. And and, uh, we, you know, of course, either compromised or agreed Mm -hmm. on those things. So... Um, that was, that was a good time and we learned a lot about each other Mm -hmm. because when you're on a video chat with one another, you're forced to, uh, talk
0: (laughs) about (laughs) things.
2: You, you know, you can't, uh, be, you can't cuddle, you know, and not talk. You, you have to talk. Yeah.
1: Very true.
2: Yeah. So that's something just to. I think helped us because Mm -hmm. we, you know, very well could have, could have just cuddled if we were next to each other.
1: We probably would have. (laughs) No doubt about it.
2: So that's definitely a piece of advice you'd have is like
0: doing something like that curriculum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, Was there anything that surprised you about marriage? Uh, Maybe it was something you thought you knew about, but experience it was totally different than you imagined.
1: Living with a man. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I don't know what's so surprising about like
2: that. I, mean, I live with a man every day myself. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm, I don't feel like I was caught off guard.
1: No, not really. That really was kind of a joke. Yeah. Partially that's because we talked about almost everything before we got married.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We talked about main pillars and things that we wanted to do. Um, things, well,
1: cleanliness.
2: We didn't talk about. It. <laughs> we did. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. All right. We did. Um, you know that's certain talking about some of those things is, is definitely different than than living with one another as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we when we first moved in together, uh, to, we moved to Indianapolis. Well, actually, we we lived with Summer's uh, grandma for June.
1: a couple months yeah. after
2: we got married. Uh, And then we moved to Indianapolis with uh, another elderly gentleman. Um, Dougie. Yeah. And so I don't know if I fully experienced it right when we got married, having to just, you and I take care of the household.
1: It was a little bit delayed because we we were living with um, other individuals. We weren't living completely on our own until like five months into our marriage.
2: Yeah, but... It it works well as a as a partnership if you you know work together. Sometimes you might have to remind the the partner. <clears throat> Usually it's me being reminded. Hey, can you do the dishes or you know <laughs> can you can you clean up this mess? Uh, which that's definitely different for me. But I don't know that it's it, it is still it's something I expected. So. Yeah. Didn't no. hit me out of nowhere.
0: So being asked to do the dishes was that like one of the hardest parts <laughs> of being married? No, no,
2: no. Um, I don't know that there's been a, a really super hard part. Of course, arguing, getting into arguments, which we is not often, but um, when we do, just kind of working through that and the tough.
1: I get animated. <laughs> I'm I'm typically a loud person, so I have to. I really have to make sure that I'm. I check myself when we are in. Normally, it's actually Eric saying, "You were really mean to me."
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: which is good for me to know.
2: I'm a sensitive
0: guy. <laughs> that's great. Um, I love that. So
1: actually, that's a. You, so something that we did have to learn was that when arguments or disagreements do come up, I want to talk about it right away. Eric is a thinker and he needs to like go take a nap mm, first. And yeah. that caused some conflict at first until we figured out, okay, how can we meet each other's both needs addressing conflict when they're completely opposite? Um, so we had to figure that out. And it's still something we work on. We've been married three years now. So um, yeah. and sometimes can get a little challenging.
0: Yeah, it's really hard when one person's like, we need to solve this right now. And the other right. person's like, give me an hour or a day or whatever. I just need to, <laughs> yeah. like, process this out, you know. And so you're, like, buttoning heads. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, I totally get that. I've seen that in relationships with my other friends and just myself. So, um, so like, through conflict resolution and just other parts of life, like, How has God played a role for the both of you in your marriage? Like, how do you incorporate him into that practically?
1: Um, I think it's just a constant reminder of how Jesus would respond in this situation.
2: Hmm.
1: How can I show as much love to my spouse or whoever else, whatever else is going on that Jesus showed to us, which we fail at, (laughs) but still trying to remind ourselves and assess ourselves that. Yeah.
2: We also succeed in it.
1: We do. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. It doesn't. Um, you know, I I think that constantly forgiving one another mm-hmm. is is a way that God has really shown himself um uh, because the Lord knows I need to be forgiven mm-hmm. uh often. Me too. Very yeah. often. And uh just just working with Summer in a relationship together uh, to glorify God has has kind of pushed us into where we are in life now, which um, we we are foster parents, so um, mm-hmm. neither of us would have done that on our own, yeah. and that's a that's another way I would say that we've you know uh, tried to glorify God with our marriage and. Well, definitely, you know, we're we're trying to glorify God with our marriage in that way. Mm-hmm. And, um,
1: and with our home, we were able to buy a home uh, early on in our marriage and in our early to mid-20s, which is pretty unusual sometimes. So we able to glorify God in the gift of having a home. So that uh, we can
2: give to others mm-hmm. and bring
0: them in.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, so I don't know if you have like a good... Um, answer for this but like forgiveness like you said is so important in a relationship especially when it's like somebody that you're like okay this is me and you for the rest of life like resentment is very easy to mm-hmm. like come up in those relationships so is there any like thing that like just meditating on the word or whatnot that like it's like we've got to forgive each other we cannot let resentment build because of how destructive it is because maybe you've seen it in your parents' relationships or friends or whatnot. And, like, obviously that is a key point. So I'm really glad you brought that up.
1: Do you have an answer?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I I believe somewhere in the Bible it says something about not letting the sun go down while you're angry with your brother and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even more so your spouse. Uh, so I do – as Summer said, try, I, I like to take a little bit of time after after I've been, you know, hurt or we've gotten into an argument and think through things. But I do my best to handle it, um, you know, and, and talk through it as soon as I really have processed it, um, which I will do before the end of the day. Um, in most cases, uh, there haven't been... Maybe there's been once or twice where I've gone to bed bothered by something, but usually if there's something that I need to forgive or be forgiven for, I will, you know, we'll work to address it the the day of um, and not let too much time go by. That's good.
1: I like to, um, I, and this is uh, something I'm currently working on with our small group, but I'm not a big... Um, i struggle with really getting into the word and reading, but I, I listen to a lot of music. And so oftentimes when, um, like Christian worship music, so that's kind of what I almost meditate on sometimes when I'm in a bad mood or upset is just some of those, some of those, some of the songs and the words and those lyrics and the mm-hmm. meaning behind mm-hmm. that. Um, I am getting more into the word now, but that was, that's probably my go to is listening to music and really listening to what, um, some of the praise and, and that.
0: Yeah, that's good. So um, a lot of our probably core listeners are single. uh, And I was wondering if you guys had any encouragement for them during the season.
1: Yeah, so um, I think and this obviously is not for everybody, not going to be the same for everybody, but um, right before I went to San Francisco on a spring break mission trip, I had I flirted a lot before that, but I had made this decision in my head that I wasn't going to seek out any relationship. Mm-hmm. I was done flirting. I was done, you know, I was just going to focus on myself and focus on my relationship with Christ. Um, and, and that's what I started to do. So I would say my advice is just focus on yourself and focus on building your relationship with Christ.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I second that. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, that's awesome. I'd like to just, uh, shift gears a little bit and somewhere I'd like to get to know a little bit more about your schooling and what you've been doing since you graduated.
1: Sure. So, um, I went to school for my bachelor's of social work. Um, I mean, I received my bachelor's of social work and, um, I'm in school now with, for my master's, but after I received my bachelor's, I worked in several different social work positions, um, for a home as a home visitor in marion county i'm um, working with families who ha- were at risk for neglect or abuse of their young children um i've taught sexual abuse and new suicide prevention and i also worked for a brief time at a foster care agency working with foster families so with my social work background um i ended up and this is definitely a god timing thing 100 percent um because we have two foster daughters right now who've been with us for over a year. Um, last May, so almost a year ago, I decided to quit my job um, where I was teaching um, sexual abuse prevention and youth suicide prevention because I needed to spend more time to meet the needs of the kids in our own home. But at that same time, I met a good friend, um, Heidi Murray, who is also a foster parent. And she shared with me um, a dream that she had of creating a foster care clothing closet and just helping meet the needs of foster families in that area. Uh, And so her and I, and my whole goal for going back to school to my master's was to do nonprofit development. So together we've developed um, a nonprofit called Resources of Hope. And our whole mission is to meet the physical and emotional needs of foster youth living in Johnson and surrounding counties Mm -hmm. Um, because we feel like, I mean, foster care can be a very difficult journey, especially if you are brand new and don't have a a support system established already, which when Eric and I started this, we didn't have one. Um, well, we had support, but not within fellow, not from fellow foster parents. And that can make a really big difference. Um, so we've been working together to create and develop resources of hope. Um, how much more do you want me to say about it?
0: Uh, whatever else you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> and
1: so, um, we really just want to support the foster families who are caring for these children. Um, because we, and our founding mission is, or founding verse is Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Um, you know, God has plans uh, for us to prosper and for hope for the future. And that's kind of what, where resources of hope came from. Um, and we just, want to provide support to the families and to the kids so that they can see that they have, that there is hope through Christ. Hmm. Um, So we have several different programs we do that with.
0: Yeah. So what kind of programs are like, how do you meet their emotional, physical needs like yeah. what, maybe some events that you've done in the past or something you might have coming up or you're looking to do in the future?
1: So, um, one of our main things that we started was a clothing closet. That's what we started with. This is to me, obviously their physical need. Um, there's nearly, there's between like 20 and 30,000, um, children in foster care in the state of Indiana I think wow. the newest statistic was 30,000 children. Wow. Um, and I think that was maybe 2016 or 2017. And those are
0: living with families then or looking for families to live with? Both. Wow,
1: okay. Um, and that's just the state of Indiana. So that's a lot of kids to provide for. And many of these kids who come into care come with like absolutely nothing. Maybe a couple outfits, maybe a backpack, but most of the time, nothing. So that can be that's hard for the foster family to get all those needs right away, especially if you have a sibling set of you know two three. That can be a lot of money to get, you know, everything that kid needs for that period of time. Um, so we're we have our clothing closet where families can come and shop for free. They get underwear, socks, shoes, you know, a couple weeks of clothes, a week's worth of clothes depending on the specific need, and then um, we also offer Teen Connect. And this program is specifically for teens in care to come and connect with other teens going to similar situations without even, you know, talking to one another. They know, oh, I can relate to you already because the teens here are in foster care. Um, We have about six girls who've come so far, and it's been a really great opportunity. It's also an opportunity for them to see positive role models um, from other adults, you know, and have fun together. Um, And then... I have continued teaching suicide prevention and sexual abuse prevention specifically to foster parents, but also the community as well, because unfortunately those are two really common issues that come up in foster care. Um, Foster children are 10 times more likely to be sexually abused than Mm. their peers, um, and sexual abuse victims are seven times more likely to take their life by suicide. So it's not, you know, if... A child comes into your home is going to have, you know, one of those two things that's just kind of win. Um, And most parents will say if they've had older children, they've had that situation, one of those situations. Um, So we have a couple really exciting events. Um, We did a really big Christmas party this past Christmas where we provided new toys and pajamas. For over 150 children wow. um, and this was an event for foster families so that means we provided ch- kids for whatever child's in that home so you know whether that's the foster child whether it was biological adopted whatever that family um requested for um, and then and that was a really fun event um, really big um and then coming up we're really excited about our first annual night of hope gala This is our, will be our, I mean, June will be our one year. We're a brand new organization. So June will be our one year, and that's when our gala will be. And this is our big fundraising event. We're super excited about it. Um, And then we do other events for foster families throughout the year as well. But cool, that's that. I keep going on and on. (laughs) Yeah. So so where
0: are you guys actually located, your office? Yeah.
1: So we are located in Whiteland, Indiana, um, 410 um, US 31. So we are. Um, Whiteland, Indiana, and we have families come from all over. So So we just say. So are for
0: resources (laughs) of That's
1: right. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. So.
0: Uh, I cut you off though. I was just saying we
1: have, so we say Johnson and surrounding counties, but we have families come from all over. We've had families from Bloomington, Terre Haute, you know, the North side of Indy. If you know a foster family, um, and really I say foster, but I also mean foster, kinship, relative placement, and there's also a program for it called Safe Families. Any of those families can come and shop and use our resources for free.
0: That's amazing. It's so cool what you guys are doing. Thank you. So our listeners can't see, actually see this, but you're actually pregnant.
1: I am. Wow,
0: congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank like, you. One of the reasons we wanted to share your story was to create interest about what you guys are doing in hopes, pun intended, <laughs> that if anyone wanted to volunteer to help, in your guys' time of need, that you'd have some help. So, are there any specific ways that you can use help coming up?
1: Um, for resources of help? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, or, I am uh, pregnant. G- in general too. So, <laughs> and um, mainly, we do have a board of directors, but we are always looking for volunteers um, to help us in our clothing closet. And the task could just be, you know, sorting clothes, hanging up clothes, helping families when they come in and shop. Oftentimes, family come in with, you know, one or multiple children so sometimes that's just occupying the children while their parents shop um so we have needs for that we're going to have needs for helping with our um with our gala in june we're looking for social media help Mm -hmm. um and you know blog we have all kinds of needs to be honest if you have something you want to do i'm sure we can find a spot for you there's actually on our website, we just updated our volunteer opportunity page that has a whole list of different volunteer opportunities um, with the details on that. And then you can even sign up on there. Um, we are having volunteer orientation on April 6th. I think that's Saturday, this next Saturday, if anybody's interested.
0: That's April 6th, um, 2019. So <laughs> 2019. So <laughs> you're to listen to it in the future. It already passed. Oh, probably. yeah. You know that's saying? good um we'll cool. have
1: another one in may awesome. we have them monthly
0: yeah so i will make sure to link your website and your facebook in the description so if you guys are interested you can go ahead and click on those um well actually eric i wanted to know like what is your role as a part of this i mean besides making the big <clears throat> baby um I mean, I mean how do you see yourself fitting in with this vision is it something or is it something that maybe you don't feel super called to but you're happy to support your wife in
2: i i think the latter yeah you know i haven't been a, a huge support or really hardly any support and resources of hope I, I helped i helped move uh move furniture and things and when they were moving uh you know, racks and hanging up racks. I've I've helped with that a little bit, uh, not much, uh, not as much as you know, say Heidi and her husband.
1: Um, her husband's also on the board, though. He
2: well, okay. Anyway, I'm, I'm more of more of a support for Summer. Yeah, is, is the main behind thing. the scenes. Yeah. Really, yeah, yeah, more
1: of an emotional support, and also, I mean. Punching I don't have back. a paid no, job right now. Yeah. So, but I work almost full time for Resources of Hope as a volunteer. And so I think the main, I mean, he supports our family 100% financially. That's a um, good point. And emotionally. That I not <laughs> think of. And without that, I could not be doing Resources of Hope. So. Yeah. He supports more than he knows.
0: <laughs> um, so... We like to do a weird question on every podcast, and so for you guys, I want to know, individually, pandas or whales, (laughs) and why?
2: (laughs) I'm out of here. (laughs) Um, I'm just kidding. I I can't choose. (laughs) They're both so cool. They are both
1: really cute. Whales are ginormous. I think I'm really impressed with how whales can swim. Because they're so big. I think so Eric big. is impressed
0: with that too. Oh my God. But after <laughs> our conversation before the podcast, I know.
1: <laughs> whales are just so big. And how do you just like swim with that weight? And I mean, I guess they're mainly fat and probably float, but um, I whales are really cool. You know,
2: I've, I've got to say, pandas um, for, well, because. Our foster daughter loves pandas. She does. She just, she That's just all likes them. Me mean. She likes to say
1: she's a panda. Let me just... She is 14. <laughs> <laughs> we love both of them very much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I feel like we need to talk about the Hawaii incident.
1: <laughs> we can do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, just bringing up the whales in our conversation. I don't want our, our listeners to be in the dark. Um, so... Why, why might you be impressed with whales, Eric? <laughs> and I
2: well, uh, prior to, to the podcast, we were uh, discussing our uh, recent vacation to Hawaii. Summer and I went snorkeling, and um, the, the snorkeling, uh, I guess, guide, we went kayaking to a snorkeling spot, and then we went snorkeling uh, so some romantic. pretty cool coral reef uh, area, um, and... The the guide handed us our gear, uh, which included flippers, because they, for most people, are really <laughs> they're really helpful to swim with. Um, it, it makes swimming a breeze uh, if you have flippers and you know how to use them. Well, I'm one of the few exceptions who don't know how to use them, and. <laughs> um, you know, for part of the part of the trip, my flippers were hitting the top of the water uh, rather than you know helping me move forward. So you know, whales use flippers, and, and I can't, and so therefore they should be my favorite, but. I'm sticking by pandas. <laughs>
1: it was really funny because when we got back to the shore and we're talking to our guide, he goes, yeah, I've been watching. And, you know, I saw this one guy really flailing around out there with his flippers. And I'm like, who is this kid? And then he goes, oh, and then I realized it was my guy, <laughs> which was Eric. Yeah. So it was pretty funny.
2: In my defense, I asked him, do I have to use these flippers? And he said, yes, you sh- you should definitely use them. <laughs> I knew that I wasn't going to like them, and I I was right.
1: I had no issues with the flippers. They were
0: <laughs> right. So, but it. one
1: thing I just thought of because I know you mentioned most of your um, listeners are single mm-hmm. is I know a lot or several single foster parents. So if you are feeling called or interested in learning more about foster care, even if you are single, you can be a foster parent, uh, and you can still work full time. Um, there are several in my, in our, the community that I'm part of that are single and do an incredible job with their little children. Um, and so it's foster care is not just for married couples, but it's for everybody. And even if you're not called to actually be a foster parent, there are a lot of different rules to support the foster care community. So I just wanted to point that out because yeah. I know sometimes people are like, well, I can't foster cause I'm not married. Well, you don't have to be married.
0: Is there, like, a website maybe that people can look at for more information or maybe we can try to find one?
1: Um, there are lots of different websites out there. If you want, I would just say email me, or um, and you can go into Resources of Hope and do that, or my email is shuber, h u s h u b e r r o h at gmail.com. Um, and if you're interested in learning more about becoming a foster parent or anything like that, Or, you know, want to talk to a single foster parent, I can definitely connect you with those as well if you just want to learn more. Because sometimes websites are great, but they're also written by agencies. So it's good to have experience from or information from real foster parents is my whole point. Yeah. Not that that's not good also, but we can point you in the right direction. (laughs)
0: All right, so it's, I think it's about time to wrap up. Yes. So, what's a final thought you'd like to leave with us about maybe relationships or resources of hope, both of you?
1: Well, I just gave you my resources of hope one or my foster parent one. Um, relationships are hard, hmm. um, and they're but they're worth work. They're worth working for. Does that make sense? They're worth working. For? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because. They're also a big joy.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. And um, you know, I want to add for the for the singles that. I think. I think Summer and I were both. We were both complete individuals before mm-hmm. we were even married. Mm-hmm. We yeah. were very, uh, you know, we were complete because we were. Both in love with Jesus, which right. just in, in turn um, has led to a good relationship because we've uh, kept it that way.
1: And then together, we just, we continue to push our each other to be better. So I was complete before because I loved Jesus and so was Eric, but now together we push ourselves to both be, or push each other to be better um, Christ followers and to love each other and our family and our the kids that have been in our home and the community even more than what we did before um, versus taking that away from each other as a couple. But something I did not want to say for... Um, and this was shared at a sermon a couple weeks ago at our church. Um, and it was about marriage, Christian marriage and the covenant of marriage. And if you are... Um, and our pastor was talking about, like, three bad answers to the question. Um, like, if you're if you're dating somebody or interested in them, uh, if someone's asking you a question, you know. I know you really like them, but do they know Jesus? And so if you're answering the question or thinking, oh, they're really spiritual. Or they grew up in a really religious family. Or they came to church with me all the time. Or they come to church with me all the time. Those answers don't really answer the question, do they know Jesus? Yeah. So I would just, if you're interested in somebody, dating somebody, ask yourself, do they really know Jesus? Because God's intention for marriage is that it's, it's um, you know, they talk about the equal yoke. And so, yeah. um, you know, two full Christ believers coming together in marriage um, as equals, so... I'll
0: leave it at that. Yeah. And I um, I, I, can't speak for this more myself because I'm not married, but I've heard, and I think this is a very important distinction, like going into marriage or looking for marriage is like how you look at it, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So like people nowadays, I'm generalizing, of course, like they say, like they're looking at marriage for like it being the fun thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get married because it's fun. It's going to be good. All good things like that. But like what we need to look at marriage as is it sanctifying. Mm-hmm. That's the main role of, of a marriage covenant is to make your spouse and yourself look more like Jesus right. so that we can be a better representation of his body of the church to the world. Right. So I didn't know if that was your experience or you had any thoughts on that.
1: No, I completely agree. One thing that Eric and I often ask each other when we are faced with big decisions, like, you know, um, should we take in these two girls when we got the call? Um, one of them ended up going home, and when we got the call to take her back, we had to ask, the, you know, we ask each other, um, would this decision glorify God? Mm,
2: yeah.
1: Us doing this, you know, doing resources of hope, is this glorifying God? Us taking in these girls, is this glorifying God? Yeah.
2: Um, and there are decisions that we've made since mm-hmm. then that are this, you know, we ask the same question.
1: Our decision to move to Indiana, that was a big one because we tried to stay in San Francisco. We're like, where best do we feel like we can glorify God? Yeah. And the answer at that time was Indiana. Well, is not in Indi- is Indiana. Um, and that's even for small decisions. Like, you know, we're, well, finances are a big decision also. But, <laughs> you know, where do you invest your finances into? What is a small decision that we still?
2: Hmm. <laughs> where
0: to go to eat where to go it's to <laughs> going to
1: chick-fil-a to glorify god today yeah, of course
0: it is god's favorite restaurant so <laughs> so marriage like isn't like just about your happiness right? right but it but it is in a sense like your true joy is achieved through that sanctifying through right. seeking god in what is best for you which might not be fun or make you feel happy in the time but later it does because
1: right? and that- I think kind of a, maybe a, I don't know if this is a good example or not, but because foster care is hard. Being a parent to 14 and 12 year olds at 25 and 28 was not something we thought we would necessarily be doing at this age. Um, And there's some really difficult times. But then also when I see like Eric working so hard with um, our girls with their homework and he does a great job with it. And I just, I just get so joyful and even if I was like really upset about something that had happened earlier with with one of the girls, um, just seeing how how much love that in that moment um, is showing through Eric from Christ. Mm. Um, I forgot why I brought that up.
0: Just to brag on your hubby. joy, joy, joy. <laughs> A
1: hard time. So because it's really hard. I'm not gonna downplay that. It's hard. But then, but you find joy in those hard times. I think that was my point.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: This pregnancy brain thing is a real thing. Okay? <laughs> That's awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I'm obviously not very good at podcasts. I should have bragged on them a whole bunch up front, but you can just hear it through this story of just the things that they're doing for God. It's just overwhelming and astounding at the ages that they're at. Um, I just have so much respect for them and look up to them so much. So I just thank you guys Thanks, so Corey. much for coming out today and um, helping us out and sharing your wisdom. So, um, yeah, so if you guys want to check out Resources of Hope, again, I'm going to have that linked in the description. And then we'll have uh, that sh- the podcast shared on our website. Of course, you'll be listening through that. But, yep, look forward to talking to you guys in the future. All right. Have Thanks, a good. Corey. Bye, Bye, everyone. Bye.